Hello everyone, welcome to the BYU Pre-Med Podcast, hosted by myself, Kai Anderson, where we will discuss everything you need to know to become a well-rounded, well-prepared medical school applicant. Hello everyone, and welcome to today's episode centered around which medical school should I apply to. Now, before I jump into this, I just want you guys to know there's a lot of great resources out there that I'll refer to throughout the episode. And if you have more questions about them, I highly recommend you look into those. I'll attach their links to the podcast notes. So if you don't know where to find those, just look in the podcast notes and I'll I'll include those. Okay, so to get going, um, some good information to know is that the average pre-med student applies to about 20 schools. And I've talked to the BYU pre-med advisors and they said that number at BYU is quite a bit higher, maybe around 26 to 30 schools. And if you're like me, when I heard that number, I was extremely overwhelmed. But today we're going to break down to know which schools to apply to and how to come up with that list. And I would recommend starting on this list as soon as you possibly can, because there's going to be some possible prereqs and other things that you're going to have to look into for each school. So the sooner you can get started on that, the better. Okay, so the first thing in establishing this giant list of schools that you're going to eventually narrow down is being able to make an honest evaluation of your qualities as an applicant. This should be led first with your GPA, your science GPA, your MCAT score, your projected MCAT score if you haven't taken it yet. But also take into account your extracurriculars. If you have really strong extracurriculars, you can afford maybe some leeway with your GPA. Or if they're weaker, you might be looking at, you know, some some schools that have typically lower MCAT scores than than maybe what you have received. But anyway, so you're going to look at it as a whole. But first and foremost, um, for the sake of what we're going to be talking about is looking at your GPA and your MCAT score or projected MCAT score. Now, once you've done this, there's two places that I want you to go. They're going to be really useful. The first is called, I don't really know how to pronounce this. It's Shamassian Consulting. It's a free pre-med website. They have lots of great information there. And I'll put the link to that website, to the page that I'm talking about. But basically, they have a list of all the med schools in America. And they give you a pretty accurate list of the average GPA and MCAT scores of matriculants to that school. And so this can be really useful to see kind of where you're sitting at each school. Obviously, some schools are going to have higher average GPA and MCATs than others like Harvard or UCSF are going to be lots higher than some of the other schools that we'll talk about, Um, especially DO schools. They typically have a lower GPA and a lower MCAT score average. So What's important to remember about this list is that these numbers are an average. And so if you're out of state, you're probably going to want to be higher than that number. And if you're in state, you probably have a little bit of leeway on the lower end of that number. And this number, I'm not sure when it was last updated, but from what I've seen, it's it's pretty accurate, except for that average between in-state and out-of-state. So keep that in mind. Some schools don't have a preference in state, out of state, especially if they're private schools, but those state sponsored schools are going to have a high preference for in-state students. So they're not going to require as high of scores um, for acceptance. Okay. So the second website I want to talk about is student doctor. And this is, this website has a cool function called getting you your Lizzie M score. And I'm not sure what that even means. But basically, the score is calculated by you just putting what your GPA is and what your expected MCAT score is. 
and then it will give you a score based on those two numbers. And then the website will generate a list of schools that have around the same Lizzie M score as you. And there's cool functions on there where you can play around with the ranges. You can say, I want to look at schools within three points of my Lizzie M score, or I want to look at schools that are, you know, below at least within 10 points of me below or two points above, you know, or, or 10 points above if you're looking for one of those reach schools, but just that can give you a good indicator of where you're at and what schools you can apply to. So what I did is I went through, I used both these websites and I generated a list of about 35 schools that were in the range that I want to apply to and that I knew I'd have at least a good shot of getting into. I have a couple schools on my list that for sure are, are going to be a reach for me and then some that are going to be quite a bit lower than like their their average GPA and average MCAT are going to be quite a bit lower than what I'm applying to. But typically all of them are going to be around the same range that I'm in. Okay, so after making this initial list, the next thing you need to do is start researching each of the schools individually. Now, this is a really big time commitment, but it's super important that you do this. So the way I did this is every med school is going to have a website um, with a section for admissions. And then what I did is I made a spreadsheet of all the schools and I started looking at a number of different variables at each school. So things that I recorded on my spreadsheet were tuition cost, location, um, how strongly they had an in-state preference, and then any unusual prerequisite courses they had that I would need to take. Um, there's other things you can look at as well, but those are the things that were important to me. At this point, I wouldn't get too bogged down with the specifics of each med school's educational program or what they're actually doing at that school, because lots of them are going to be pretty similar, even if they say, you know, they're state of the art, this or whatever. Every school tries to sound special when in reality, they're all they're all basically the same. A great website that you have to pay for to use, but I know a lot of students really appreciate is called MSAR. I'm pretty sure it's $28 for an annual subscription to that. And that's through AMCAS as well. And it will give you a lot of that information on each school all in one place. So if you're like, I don't want to spend the time, I'd rather just get this. then that can be a great tool for you to use as well. Okay, so once I had all this information into my spreadsheet, now it's time to go through all the pros and cons of each school and then approach my wife about which of these places she would feel comfortable living, um, where we would like to end up eventually. You know, those were the factors that were important to me. Those are going to be different for each of you. So just figure out what's important to you when you go through and start making that list of pros and cons. For instance, there were some schools that just seemed a little too expensive for me. Um, and either the cost of living of the state they were in or the cost of tuition or both. And then there were others that were in places where I necessarily didn't want to raise a young family maybe because they were very dangerous cities. And so, like I said, you know, location choice is going to depend person to person, which I'm very grateful for. Otherwise, some schools would be really, really competitive to get into and others would have nobody wanting to go to them. So figure out what you're looking for. But my advice would be to still be flexible. You know, this is going to be four years of your life, maybe more, but it could also be a great adventure. So have an open mind when you're looking around at these schools it can be really exciting to think about the prospect of living in a place that you've never been before. Another thing that I found useful was to talking to people who had been to that school that I was looking at or who had even just lived in that city to get a better idea about the possible places I could be living. Okay, now just briefly going back to in-state preference that I mentioned earlier. 
So I would highly, highly recommend applying to all the schools that are in your state because your chances of getting into them are much higher. And I know there's a few states that don't have medical schools. Those are Montana, Wyoming, Alaska, and Delaware. But you can find, I, I don't have a list of those up right now, but if if you are from one of those states, definitely look into what schools you can get, you can qualify for in-state tuition for. I'm pretty sure at least Montana, I think Wyoming as well, has one with the University of Washington. But there are places where you can still qualify for in-state because there is no med school in your state. So definitely look into that. And along with it being much easier to get in as an in-state tuition or as an in-state student, it's also going to be much cheaper for you. Lots of schools, unless they're private schools, are going to have an in-state tuition that's way cheaper than the out-of-state tuition cost. Something that I've been asked about before and a question I've had myself is, can I register for in-state tuition after maybe I've lived there for a year after my first year? And the answer to that is it really depends on the school. Um, if you can generate a reason of why you're being there aside from being to school, then you have a better chance of getting in. So let's say like you grew up there or your wife gets a job there while you're going to school, you know, that's, that's a full-time, you know, career for her or, you know, th those are the only two I can think of right now, but there are ways to get that in state and it definitely depends on which state it is on how easy that is to do, but it is something to, to look into. Okay. So now at this point I had my list down to about 20 schools and I was feeling pretty good about that list. And now it was time to go into actually applying to these schools. And so I'm going to talk very briefly about what that application process looks like. So most schools that you apply to are going to be through AAMC. It covers basically all the schools in all the MD schools in America, except for um, the Texas schools, the Texas public schools, and then DO schools have their own website as well. So when you're applying to these schools, the initial cost of application is right around $160. And then every other school that, or in every school you apply to will be $38 on top of that $160. So if you apply to 10 schools, it would be $380 plus the $160. And it's important to remember that that's not going to be your only cost of applying because basically every school you apply to is going to send you a secondary and secondaries are usually right around $100 per school to, to put in. And so it's really a money grab here. They're going to do everything they can to get, to get money from you. However, this cost can be softened through the fee assistance program. And if you haven't heard about that, I definitely look it up. Um, it's on the AAMC website. Just go AAMC fee assistance program and it'll come up for you. Um, if your parents don't make too much money you can apply for that and i'm pretty sure you can apply for to 10 schools for free and then any additional you have to pay for they can also cover cost of registering for the mcat which is really nice so definitely look into that before you start your application now i mentioned texas schools are different they do have their own system which is super annoying but it could be worth it if you want to go to a, obviously if you want to go to a med school in texas they're typically a little bit cheaper as well so the cost of applying to Texas schools is just a flat rate of $215. And then you'll have your secondaries after that. So might as well apply to all of them if you're applying to Texas, even if that means you end up in, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not dissing anyone from Amarillo, but if that means you end up in Amarillo, then so be it, you know. 
Okay. And then for DL schools, there is a $195 application fee and then a $45 fee per school. So a little bit more pricey than MD schools, but if you're looking DO, you know, totally worth it still. I'd highly recommend applying to more schools rather than less. And then being, let's say you get accepted or you get interviews from all of them. Um, that's the time to to start turning down schools rather than in the application process. It would suck to apply to fewer schools just to save a couple hundred dollars and then not get in and then have to do the whole process again the next year. Okay, so that was DO schools. And that kind of brings me to my last point that I want to talk about, which is MD versus DO. And the best advice I can give you on this one is to shadow both an MD and a DO, preferably in primary care, and, and compare the two. Ask them what they like about being a DO versus an MD or an MD versus a DO. And I personally found very little difference between the DOs that I've shadowed and the MDs. Um, when we're looking at coming out of school, typically DO schools produce more primary care physicians and MDs will produce more specialties, but that's not always the case. And it definitely doesn't mean that you can't specialize if you choose a DO school. I know there's lots of DOs who you know are in those I, they usually refer to them the lifestyle specialties of um, dermatology, ophthalmology, things like that. So at the end of the day, you know, both are doctors, both schools will give you the same opportunity to practice medicine, and that's our end goal. So that's all I had today for covering how to apply to med schools, which med schools you should apply to in particular. I hope it I hope it's been helpful. And thanks for joining. <laughs>